0: Welcome to season one, episode
1: one. Brought to you by
2: My Entertainment World.
0: Last year alone, over 500 scripted television shows aired across networks and streaming. How are you supposed to know what's worth your time without wasting hours of your life? We help you answer the question of our time. What should I be watching? Each episode, we review the pilot of three new TV shows. Life is too short to watch bad TV, so let us do it for you.
1: So today, we're gonna be covering This Way Up the outsider, and everything's going to be okay. But before we get into that, let's see what Amy has been watching lately.
0: Hello, so I wanted to uh, mostly follow up on my promise to continue to watch the new Paul Red show, Living With Yourself, which I did do. I watched about four or five other episodes and it got so much better. It's still not amazing. It's not like must-see TV, but Paul Rudd is really great in it and the storytelling is really interesting so each episode they actually kind of they tell the same story but through the perspective of the two clones or the guy and his clone and um, I don't know it's just really interesting and I think that if you were kind of on the fence after the first episode you should probably give it a couple more because um, it's pretty easy there's such short episodes and whatnot. Um, that's pretty much all I've been watching, which is pretty sad, although um, I highly recommend the new Taylor Swift documentary because it turned this non-fan into at least a fan of her, if not, not exactly her music.
1: <laughs> Do you think was that documentary though? was it very um, like angled? like was it obvious like made by her people to make her look good? Or did you feel it
0: was pretty honest? Um, I mean, it's told through her perspective. So it's coming straight from her mouth. <laughs> so yeah, that okay. Way it's angled, but um, you know the media's perspective on everything that's happened to her in the last four or five years. And you don't necessarily know what she was experiencing through it and through some of the other, like, you know, the famous Kanye West thing and whatnot. Um, so it was interesting. Okay. Anyways, that's all. That's, that's the update from Amy's television. Amy's corner of television. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Amy's television
0: corner. I think so. There
1: <laughs> we go. <laughs> all right. So let's get to talking about This Way Up. So, This Way Up aired, and well, I guess streamed, at, I don't know, in August of 2019 um, on Hulu. And before that, it was on Channel 4 in the UK. Um, There's six episodes, uh, all under 23 minutes, so a very quick watch. Um, it written, it was written and stars Ashling Bay, I think I pronounced that right, um, as Anya, who has recently had a nervous breakdown, and she's now working as an English as a second language teacher in London. Which I was, su- I thought most of the show that they were in Ireland because I. Don't really know what London background looks like, but. (laughs) And also, the main characters
2: are Irish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the main characters are all Irish, so I was surprised to read that it was in London. Um, But the pilot follows her navigating, trying to get her life back in order um, after this nervous breakdown, and a lot of it seems to be done under the watchful eye of her protective sister, Shauna, who is played by Sharon Hogan, who is an Irish comic. And, um, and I also think she's the Irish Connie Britton. Yes. <laughs>
0: she looks so much like Connie Britton.
1: Yeah, yeah. the first time I, it took me a moment, I was like, is that Connie Britton doing an Irish accent? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Oh, Sharon Morgan's so great. <laughs> um, so I actually, I found out about this show because Ashling was on an episode of Pete Holmes's podcast lately, and I thought she was so hilarious and Um, I was like, well, this must be a great TV show if she's writing it because she seems just like a genuinely funny person. So what did you guys think of it?
0: First of all, I just have to ask, did you recognize her? No,
1: I didn't when I was watching it because I only so she is in Living With Yourself. But in the first episode of Living With Yourself, she's the wife, right?
0: Yes, she's the wife. But oh. we, we only
1: see her for like a minute in that I guess first that's episode. True.
0: I guess that's true. I had seen a lot more of the show by the time I watched this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not put that together. Yeah. No. Uh, I loved it. I also, I love Sharon Horgan from like Catastrophe and Game Night. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, she's been in a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I love like just Irish people in general. I could hear them.
0: Read yeah. Great. Book.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and just that, like, style of style of humor, too, that's, like, in this show. And I loved seeing an authentic grown-up sister relationship
1: mm-hmm.
2: of, like, they can joke around with each other, and it, like, gets, the joking around, like, gets really dark at times, but then, like, if you're, and there's even that, like, that sense of, like, hiding yourself from your adult sister of... I love. Um, there is a scene where she's just like joking around with her sister, and her sister leaves the room, and she immediately, within thirty seconds, is bawling. And 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 it's just like that epitomizes so much of like, I want to convince my sister I'm doing fine, and then when she leaves, oh, I'm not. I'm not doing fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Protecting each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, and I I love their their relationship and.
1: I, I want to watch this again and again, and I want to watch more right away. I thought they did a really good job because it's covering a darker topic but with humor, but it's not, like, making fun of it, or it's more, like, enhancing the issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, is- I can't tell what I think. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really funny. I feel like it's the kind of show that's made for me. It's, like, a... I don't know a depressed I wrote down it reminded and... me of Fleabag exactly yeah it's very similar <laughs> to Fleabag I mean Fleabag is to me it's so much better than this which is why I just fear that Fleabag is ruined series for me um because mm-hmm. it also follows you know the story of a kind of broken <laughs> woman using like sex and drugs and I mean not that she was necessarily using drugs but um and all of that to sort of cover uh, deeper issues that are going on um and there's, you know, the the center of the story is around the relationship with her sister, um, which is the same for Fleabag. But, um, but I really liked it. It's really funny. Um, I think it's clever. I'm, I'm, I think we really do need to see a lot more because there's a lot, obviously, a lot about the character that we don't know. We don't really understand why she's going through this experience. We don't really, we don't really know anything about her other than the fact that she had a nervous breakdown and that she's a, you know, a teacher um, and a sister. So I, I hope that they kind of go a little bit more into depth about that and not just present her as this, you know, kind of broken individual trying to put her, the pieces back together. Because um, I do think that that's important. But it's it's so funny. It, it reminded me, I don't know if you guys ever saw the show, um, You're the Worst. Um, mm-hmm. which no, I didn't. It's really, really great. And it's kind of, it's it's very similar in that it's covering a you know, someone with mental health issues. And that show, I think, captured depression in a way that I've never seen before. And that felt very real to me. I couldn't even continue to watch it because it was like too heartbreaking for me. Um, but they did a really good job of showing how that affects people um, around that person and, and how people hide it, and how people show it in different ways, blah, blah, blah. So um, I kind of hope that it, it, you know, gets as as deep as that show did um but yeah i feel like it's one of those again that i need to see a couple more episodes on to fully judge but uh highly recommend people at least checking out the first episode
1: yeah and overall i felt it was a really good pilot like we had a good introduction to a number of characters they established the story in like Mm -hmm. a very like succinct and efficient way and it did. It made me want to keep watching more, which I think is what a pilot should do. Right. You should yep. be like, all yep.
0: right, I'm done. Right. And the character, the leap is really charming. Like there's several scenes where you're just like, she's so ridiculous. You just can't help but laugh at her.
1: Yeah. And it's not in a, in a frustrating way either. Like sometimes yes, main no. characters suffering with that are just so intolerable that it's like, yeah. just fix yourself. But right. like she wasn't, <laughs> that's not, I didn't find myself being frustrated with her at all.
0: No, no.
2: It's just who who the characters are that makes you like fall makes you fall in love with them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot to root for within them. And I really like the sister too. I thought she was mm-hmm. like equally as, as funny and you're even though she's sort of the side character, you're still very invested in her. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I think they've set up a lot with her too of that mm-hmm. she abandons all other aspects of her life to care for her sister and kind of see seeing how those chips will fall will be Mm -hmm. interesting, too. Um, Also, Herb, so the sister's boyfriend is also a famous comedian, too.
1: Um, Yes. I don't remember what his name is, but... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But he was of note, too. (laughs) But this show also, I feel like the male characters are very much in the background, and it's all about, like, it's, it's these women comedians who are carrying the show, and I think that's something to be celebrated as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's okay. the new way, the new way forward.
1: <laughs> yep. Did you guys catch, so in the first scene when
2: she's being checked out of the rehab facility, I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. I assume that it was. Um, but the sister mentioned something about like stumbles upon, I'm picking up my brother. I mean, sister.
0: Oh, no, I didn't notice that. No, she said, okay, I did notice that. She said, I'm here to pick, or she's my only, my only sister or brother. I hope that's what she said.
2: Yeah, there was something about her being a brother. I was like, yeah. what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it this must it have been some joke
1: know. that went over our heads. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: some British humor that we don't get.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, Amy, what do we know about The Outsider?
0: Ooh, well, massively changing <laughs> tones. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: <laughs> yeah, to take
0: a hard uh,
1: path. Uh, <laughs> dark,
0: uh, dark, <laughs> dark path. So The Outsider, um, Premiered on HBO in January, on January 12th, it's a miniseries based on the Stephen King novel of the same name, um, and it stars Ben Mendelsohn from Captain Marvel, Ready Player One, Rogue One. A bunch of he's never really been anything um, like the main character. This is kind of his big first starring role, and then um, Jason Bateman and Bill Camp. Um, and so the the show is really made for fans of you know horror or suspense, which you can probably guess. Given that it's based off a Stephen King novel. Um, and it was developed by Richard Christ, who is um, a very famous novelist and writer. And he did, um, he wrote for The Wire, The Night of, and The Deuce. So a lot of big hits. Um, so the show opens with the discovery of a young boy's body, which has been brutally mutilated and um, he's murdered. And the detectives seem to think that they have an open and shut case. They have a bunch of witnesses and evidence that kind of point to this local baseball coach, um, played by Jason Bateman. Um, but throughout the episode, we sort of learned that it's not as open and shut as they seem to think, um, because he has a pretty strong alibi. So that's sort of the mystery that's um, presented, and I'm sure there are many uh, theories as to, you know, what the actual issue is um given that it's Stephen King it could be a whole number of things aliens clowns who knows (laughs) Um, what'd you guys think
1: oh boy I I thought this was really stressful
0: yes (laughs) I think we've learned that you do not like suspense
1: I, you know, I. There are times that I do, mm-hmm. but I just find I, maybe I just have to be caught in the right mood for it. But this mm-hmm. one, it was a long. I don't know that I could watch a whole series of suspense of this level.
0: Yeah, I will say because, it's only five episodes, which is pretty short. But each oh,
1: one, okay. but each one's like in, over an over an hour,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And it's not like a moment of suspense that
1: you feel. It's the entire
2: episode. It's yeah. just like.
1: Ugh. Well, and this show's grabbing on everybody's worst fear of, like, potentially being wrongly accused of something, right? Yes. Well, I guess not everybody's worst fear, but, <laughs> you know. Um, I also think, do you um, think this is another instance of somebody being cast because they're already very likable and believed Absolutely. with Jason Bateman?
2: Yeah, because he hasn't really played this, like, evil kind of guy. You don't think so, Amy?
0: I don't know. Uh, have you guys watched Ozark? He's in that. No, movie. so maybe that's okay. yeah, yeah. And he's not. I mean, he's not a villain. He's the main character, but he's not likable in the least. Okay, <laughs> and oh, I, so well, I just like don't find him very likable in general. Also, Juno, the dick in that, so not the oh.
2: Or I think about it, yeah, maybe he maybe doesn't he's know. Not the
0: nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was really it kind of gave me true detective season one vibes, which I thought was incredible. And um, there's clearly like a similar parallel with, I mean, time being a huge plot point, where he seems to be in two places at once somehow. Um, And there's like a backstory behind the detective who's investigating the situation. He lost his um, son and is sort of mourning the loss of his son. And that seems to somehow, tie into to this case so i feel like i don't know i i enjoyed it definitely will be watching more
2: i wish that they had used more time jumps
0: mm-hmm. that
2: i found a little interesting and like and using those time jumps also kind of let off the steam of constant anxiety i and feel like the sense. timeline
1: jumped around a lot though no or are you meaning something else
2: no i uh i guess it was Just once I got, maybe I just got into the groove of jumping back and forth because it was only like a
1: few days here and there that we were jumping back and forth
0: between, but time shifts. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I found it really hard to follow at first because I was like, wait, oh, we're before when we just were. Oh, now we're like after where we just were before where we just were after. And (laughs) it was, I was like, wait, okay. All right. I'm getting it now. It definitely took me a while to get used to it. I was probably at least halfway through before yeah. i was
0: like okay yeah, yeah i feel like few, sure, definitely you have to follow closely
2: yeah a few of the dialogue it, which it's weird that it was a stephen king based off of a stephen, stephen king book then like just take the dialogue from the book
1: but a few of the dialogue pieces were cringeworthy Hmm. I guess it depends. I didn't. I haven't read the book, but I guess it depends how it's written. Because if it follows character by character, maybe you're in the character's head a lot, hearing those things, and it's hard to verbalize. Yeah. Um,
2: and it's maybe I just noticed it earlier in the episode too. Like
1: specifically, there's a
2: first scene where they kind of, for no reason at all, no. really, they uh, talk—not talk down to, but talk down about a female female investigator who's pregnant Uh, that like i think at one point the the sheriff or whatever he is mentions the coroner offers some extra investigators he says oh yeah i could use that because my only investigator here is well you know (laughs) Mm. (laughs) really (laughs) um
1: i also I, i guess it's meant to be that way too but it's also frustrating when you see uh, like the law and justice system being so unfair right uh, where yeah. te- basically just are watching the the police aren't even considering that he's innocent they're just like he's guilty we just have to prove that he's guilty not like we have to prove that he's innocent or just like find evidence they're just like we need to prove that he's guilty which i guess it's part of what the detective um, him losing his son the background of that is he's just he needs to nail this to somebody, right?
2: Which he admits. His wife asks him, like, take away everything. What's your, does your gut think that he did it? And he can't
1: give her an answer. Yeah. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a solid maybe on whether or not I watch more of this. Part of me wants to find out what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I also don't know that I would choose to watch
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: (laughs) I think, yeah, I think I'll watch, especially knowing, so that's five episodes including this one.
0: Right. So there's four yeah. and more. Four
2: more. Four yeah. more. And they're
0: not oh, all okay. an hour. I think they're like between 50 minutes and an hour.
2: Okay. Yeah, just to find to find out definitely what um, what the thing is, whether it's paranormal, <laughs> which was kind of hinted at. Um, or if Jason Bateman really is a devil that has planted evidence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can time travel or has a clone. So many options.
2: Well, I have a theory that like his alibi actually happened like a day earlier and that all of that evidence that he planted and touching a book and all of that really did happen, but didn't happen on the day that he's saying happened.
0: Interesting. My, my theory is that there's some sort of monster who can shape shift.
1: Yeah. That was another
2: was one, especially with, I forget whose daughter it was, saw, like a, bo- a boogie monster, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's and like that's going right to come
2: back right. into play. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah his daughter. Ugh. The accused's daughter.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Creepy. No. <laughs> creepy. All
1: right, let's go to a happier place. Oh, yeah,
2: so everything is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moral I'm of life bro. and <laughs> this. Uh, this TV show. Maybe so the
1: moral of the outsider. Who knows?
2: <laughs> we'll see based on uh, <laughs> on the ending whether there's some sort of monster. Uh, so everything else is going. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, premiered on Freeform, um, and Freeform, which is if those of you who don't know, is what ABC Family turned into. Uh, oh, originally. Right.
0: That makes mm-hmm. so much sense. I <laughs> did not know that. Um,
2: it pr- originally premiered on January 16th of 2020. And it's about Nicholas, who's a neurotic 20-something, visiting his dad, who he his parents were divorced when he was a preteen, and he went to live with his mom. So he doesn't know his dad super well, but he goes to stay with his dad for a little while and his two half-sisters, who are teenagers. And his dad reveals to him that Dad is dying, and he would like um, Nicholas to take care of his two teenage half sisters, uh, which he does. And one of these half sisters is autistic, so has some uh, has some difficulties going on there. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think? Of
1: uh, everything is gonna be okay. I loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I went in, I went into it thinking it was going to be like a half hour sitcom, being disappointed. I'm like, this is 45 minutes long. And then as I started watching it, it was every time I thought something was going to go one way, they like took a turn and did something different that was surprising and just overall just so delightful. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So delightful, despite the fact that it's covering a lot of like darker. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I loved. I loved its outlook on um, on death. How they they didn't make it drag the whole episode Mm -hmm. down. It it Mm -hmm. is something very sad, and the characters do get sad about it. But it's done in such like a lighthearted way that it's like, yeah, he's dying, but like, eh, he's we're gonna move on with our lives. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. on with the story. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and he kind of cuts off any potential railways or like offshoots from like what what you think would be a stereotypical like dad is dying Mm -hmm. show of like we're not doing bucket list things we're not doing (laughs) any sort of like dad is dying tropes we're just gonna cut to the chase
1: we're not having people just like act out irrationally
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the show is really sweet my favorite was nicholas i thought every single thing he said was hilarious and the way he delivered it was perfect (laughs) like i could not stop laughing at him Uh, Mm -hmm. the other like the younger girls i wasn't super invested in their stories like they're a little bit some like cliche younger like preteen um or teenage stories that i'm like okay you like have mean friends okay um but but at the same time they're like kind of sweet i don't know i don't know if i'm super invested in them but i thought that um the girl that played matilda who um I read that the actress is on the spectrum as well. I thought she was really, mm-hmm. really great, and her eulogy was hysterical.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. and I loved um, one of the little scenes that was especially like you think something's gonna go one like stereotypical way, and then it takes a turn. Is she goes up to talk mm-hmm. to who she thinks is like the cutest boy in school, and she goes up to him, and it's obvious he's like a few years older than her. And it's like a big jock, and she's like she just wants to talk to him and like says that he's really cool and in any other thing he would be a jerk to her Mm -hmm. but instead he's like the sweetest and nicest boy and just like comes up and talks to her I was just like oh this is so wonderful (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, I also um, couldn't tell if that was the boy from Booksmart or not there's like a jock guy that is in Booksmart that I'm pretty sure is the same same kid but um, hmm. I guess he just doesn't age. He's perpetually looks like
1: a high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you happen to read the actress who plays Matilda? Her IMDb like paragraph about herself is all about how her dream is to be in a Marvel.
0: Movie? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, i was part of the, of the like, does IMDb not write these? It's like, it looks like he no, literally think... went in and typed it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you can manage your own IMDb. Gotcha. Page, okay. Right. You can. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, huh. uh,
2: yeah, normally for, like, more famous actors, it's their representation that does it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure for her, who, like, hasn't, possibly hasn't done a whole lot, she mm-hmm. might be doing it herself. In the same way that, like, when we watched Nora from Queens, we thought, oh, this is for somebody else. This is why I don't enjoy it. I thought, this is for a different audience. Like, for this is a perfect show for teenagers yeah. looking mm-hmm. for a quirky comedy. But I still liked
0: it. Yeah, yep agree completely i couldn't think of anything that it reminded me of either it was very it felt very unique
1: no like you I, I mean you could compare it to like your other like dramedy hour-long dramedy shows but it's just so it's not it's so different
0: really different oh nicholas he's just so funny i can't get over it he's
1: so funny it's so great and it's just it's just a delightful show. It's you know, so
0: different than so many things out there. You know who he reminded me of, Jen? For any of you Chris Big Lilly. Brother fans out there? No, he reminded oh, me of Andy no. Heron. <laughs> oh! Similar senses of that. humor, don't you think? And it's not just because they both happen to be gay. It's like something no, no. The way it's he like a, delivery, a snarky. Yeah. snarky little quips. And I could totally, he's, in the, the opening scene, he's on a date. And I, that's exactly how I imagined Andy Heron going on a date.
2: <laughs> so much of i think why he's great too is it's not even the words that he is saying it's like everything around his body language mm-hmm. and his
1: mm-hmm.
2: how he carries himself um, and he, there's a moment where he literally just walks out of a room like you just said so much about this character mm-hmm. and all you did was walk out of a room yes
0: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i know exactly what you're talking about
1: <laughs> yes, me too. He just embodies it, and it's it's a just a very honest character too. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's not like trying to play. It's not somebody that you're seeing try to play like a flamboyant gay man. And I wouldn't even describe him as being flamboyant, but mm-hmm. you, I could see other actors playing this role and just like not making it real. Like it, he's very real. Like yeah. You know,
0: it felt effortless. I really believe that. Yes, this that's exists. the word.
1: <laughs> that's the word.
0: Yeah,
2: I loved. One of the perfect examples of like lightness within the dark comedy. I love that when they're telling the girls, and both Dad and Nicholas know what they're about to tell. The girls sense that the guys are stressed about something, and like, are you about to tell us that Nicholas is gay?
1: Because we already know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love those light moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really great. Um, I, it was also paced really well. There was never a moment when I felt like it was moving too slow or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it really didn't drag at all. So I was also reading that this show has a 100% rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw, it has that and a whole, It was like 90-something percent critics reviews, and I was scrolling down, I was like, really? That's so, it feels like it's it's so rare. And every review after every review is just like, this show is so great, so wonderful, so refreshing. Mm -hmm. And it is. Yeah. Uh, Every
2: episode, too, I don't, maybe this will come into play in later episodes, but every episode is named after a different type of book.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Oh. Hmm. Well, I guess the poster for it had them all up on, like, the etymology board, butterfly and
2: stuff, so... Maybe it's a hobby the three of them take up.
1: Yeah. Something a metaphor for life or something like that. But the show's also it's it's very bright and scenery and all those sorts of things too. So it's just a good like feel it's a good feel good show if that's what you're looking yes. for to watch. Very feel good. That'll make you cry. I I like almost got teary at one point, but then they like quickly every point where it was like, Oh, this is gonna get sad, they like quickly followed it up with comedy and I was like, All right, I'm okay again.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It was just when the dad told the daughters I think that got me. Mm-hmm. And they reacted so differently, too. And it was, for me, it was so interesting to see, too, because I think the stereotype for autistic people sometimes is that they, because they don't show emotions, people tend to stereotypically think they don't have those emotions. And this was mm-hmm. a really good way to show that that character still had a lot of these emotions and how she processes those emotions or how she talks to with other people about those emotions.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a it was a very good representation of somebody with autism and how they can be very normal functioning on a level, but they're always they always have something extra that they're struggling. With. Well, if you guys would like to talk about any of these shows,
2: um, please look us up on Instagram at s one e one podcast. Oh. <laughs> I <get> it <laughs> um, Or you can email us. I can never remember our email address.
1: s one e one podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. (laughs) Let (laughs) let Let us know if you've watched any of the shows that we've been watching and what you think about them. And we hope you keep listening. Tune in next time. Be sure to rate and review in iTunes. Visit myentertainmentworld.ca to follow all of our coverage and follow the site on Instagram and Twitter at myentworld. At M-Y-E-N-T-W-O-R-L-D. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.